Yo, Keith. My good friend, Jaime. What's up? What's happening, man? Let's Monday. do this. Happiest, the happiest of Mondays to you. Oh, this is open tab seven, 30 years later. <laughs> Maybe this is the one we'll finally share with people. We'll see. Uh, hey, man. I, hey, without you knowing, I've been sharing these. Oh, uh, me too. But I mean, like, you know, iTunes subscription, put it on SoundCloud, tweet about oh, you, it. You mean not just people that don't come over to the house? Oh, yeah. Oh, so this is your dinner party in- entertainment. You're like, and yeah. now podcast for me and my friend. I know. I just hit play and then I leave the room yeah. and then I come back in. I'm like, hello. And they're like, wow. You know, and then they, a lot of fanfare and clapping. It's great. <laughs> just like light the fireplace, put on a podcast and excuse yourself. Yeah, pretty much. It's, you know, I'm, I'm a, um, what's the right word? I want to say eccentric, but that's not the word. It's, uh, I'm an extrovert introvert. Mm-hmm. Where it's like either or. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm on, sometimes I'm manic, you know? It's 50-50. Sometimes I just don't want to talk to people. Well, let me and tell you, uh, merch merch sighting in the wild. I think I texted you about this, but I'm driving down Washington Boulevard yeah. on yesterday. Yesterday, Sunday, here mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, California, Culver City. And I see three dudes in a late model Toyota Corolla Silver. Uh, 19, was it like a 1997 that's been on the road for a hundred thousand miles? Oh no, I thought late model meant recent. Does it mean oh. old? No, I don't know. I meant like a, a, I mean a relatively recent Toyota. Oh. The last two or three years. Okay, okay. I just, I, I, I'm trying to give you some psychographic, geographic, demographic situation. I'm in. I'm in. Okay, backseat, white guy with the beard, flannel shirt, 27 years old, front passenger seat. Another white guy, same age, kind of like hipster glasses with a hat that's flipped up in the front. Mm-hmm. Driving, same age, 28-ish, skinny black guy, uh, creative type, had some round creative director type glasses, some like Mr. Chow variants. And he's wearing a Sarlos and Sons uh, fitted new era to the mm. back. And I, I wanted to catch up with <laughs> <laughs> I don't assume that you guys are like the wine dudes, but he was he was rocking your hat, uh, rolling down Washington Boulevard. I had my kids in the car, so epic. Like just start switching lanes and pull up on him and be like, "Do you know Keith?" <laughs> <laughs> That's epic. You know what? I'm there's no better feeling. I mean, our our hats are now seen in the wild, and the fun part. It's like I have a buddy who uh, travels and it's like his lucky hat, right? And uh-huh, he's like uh-huh. one of those uh, up in the air guys, right? Where yep. he's just – he's traveled more in a month than I ever have in my life. And he'll get on a plane and somebody will see him and go, hey, Sarles and Sons. And he's like, yeah. And he has like – it's great because it's this little instant connection of yeah, people man. that maybe wouldn't have been connected. And the great part about that. And I, you know, this isn't this isn't because of me, but the the part I think is so great is it seems like they get like insta friends, you know. Uh-huh. And the insta friend part of it is, oh, you you've been there, you like them, you're in the club, you're whatever, right? Um, we should hang out and <laughs> like find it or something, right? And well, I've had well, friends, I've friends had it a couple of times. Man, it's crazy. Uh huh. 
I've had it a and, couple times where people have just seen me and been like, that's that's a rad hat or that's a rad shirt. Like I just get like oh, cool. the, de- the designer nod where they're like, what is that? Like, you know, I what is that? That's, you know, it's it's the same thing I would do if I saw an undefeated logo and I didn't know what undefeated was. I'd be like, what is that? <laughs> you know <laughs> what? It's, it's fresh. <laughs> so it's so interesting you bring that up because like uh, when I think of icon Oh man, it's hard. I'm going to talk about my myself in this a little bit, but when I look at uh, icon, iconic uh-huh. hats in particular, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Yankee, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Dodgers, mm-hmm. um, and then now that I'm a little older, the the ones that like just make me go, man, I wish I thought of that was mm-hmm. undefeated, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that it's it's the best. It is so so good logo I, I i would have to go back but i know as soon as i saw that logo, that five strikes logo um, and the name of the brand and the way that they presented themselves i was like that's perfect a sneaker store mm-hmm. called it whose whose motto is play dirty <laughs> you know with the five strikes like check mark we got it it was perfect and it's so simple and it was something that already existed and making it yeah. into their mark can we talk about logos for a second i have another one I yeah to talk to you hold about. on hold on i want to go into the undefeated logo because <laughs> yeah. i've sweated that logo i sweated that that icon that because mm-hmm. that's not a logo anymore to me that's like iconic the right mark. Yeah. and what i mean by yeah where you could see it from 50 feet 50 yards like that hat like you saw a guy pushing our hat in his car yeah saw it and you knew it was ours right well it was like it was like seeing somebody you recognize that you know it was like it was like somebody walked by and it's like john is that you you know it was like it's been so long yeah 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 okay okay i'm so glad right and i was like ss co yeah okay so let's let's talk about this for a second Mm -hmm. so um you know james bond and uh what's his partner's name um you mean like the real James Bond? Yeah, like no, 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 James Bond from Undefeated. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh-huh. oh, what's the other guy? Oh, Eddie. And I'm blowing it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when when I looked at I looked at that logo for so long, and the thing that I like, well, why, why, why is that thing just burned into my brain? Eddie and Cruz. The thing, Sorry, just Eddie Cruz. To- there Eddie you Cruz. go. Yeah. I mean, those guys are definitely design forwarded people that are. You know, they're not, you know, I could bring Stussy into the mix on this thing, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, what they've done is make something bigger than themselves and they hide, you know, not that they hide behind it, but people know undefeated, they don't know James Bond and Eddie, right? So, but when I look at that logo, back to that, when I looked at it, I, I, I stared at it for weeks and the thing I found that I found inside of it was it has the beauty and it actually is a Black Flag logo mm-hmm. from the old from the band Black Flag, one of my favorite bands, probably one of the most iconic logos for a band mm-hmm. um, with the strike through it. Mm-hmm. And I went, boom, they did it. You know, when it has that Cobra Kai element to it that made that look so strong. Um, I, I sweated that logo for so long. And when I wanted to make a hat, I literally went to them and said, who makes your hats? Cause I want that, I want that raise feel. Um, but also I wanted to make something that was, you know, a, a thousand years, right. Mm-hmm. A thousand year logo that, 
that we could put it on black hats, white front. There we are. Dodgers. That's that is 100 percent. It's so weird you bring that up because I remember my mindset when we were making them Mm -hmm. and it was just it was 100 percent that I got the tattoo on my chest first and then I made the hat. Mm -hmm. That's how much I believed in it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about those, man. Who else? Who else do you throw in that boat? Uh, in that, I don't know. That's the, like I said, that's the most recent one that fits into the pantheon of top logos to me, which like, so like there, it's funny. Cause a lot of this is when I grew up and how I grew up and, and where I was when these things got inserted into my mind. But I, mm-hmm. the, 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 the swoosh is up there, obviously. Um, and, and a lot of these it's interesting, it's what the brand is poured into them. They become, they become the thing they are. And it's, it's, it's inseparable. But um, Herman Miller, I think the three bar, the logo. three bar logo. Adidas? Yeah. Adidas. Yeah. I and think that I, one, that's so strong. I love it. I don't love it. It's all right. Okay. But I put Herman Miller up there. Uh, oh, yeah. The NASA worm logo and the. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. The, we were like, just talking about that things, last night. These we are were watching things, the. These are things that I at some point probably will set up a screen printer in my garage and just like make my own shirts. I'll probably have Herman Miller shirts just because, you know, just just because it's to me, it's like it's a different thing. It's a design. It transcends and it's filled with so much um, feeling that it's just like a design idea, you know, kind of like Eames. Like Eames, I, if they ha- they don't have a logo, but, you know, I, I would say like the I, silhouette of the of the. The eight fifty eight fifty one the the lounge chair in Ottoman, yeah, that's like iconic to me. That silhouette and like mm-hmm. uh, it's I don't know. It's been interesting, but I I want to I want to turn this and transition it to another logo conversation though. So let me know your okay. thoughts because I have I have something I need to bring up with you. Okay, well, well, well just to finish this, you know, go even further. Uh-huh. It's like what I love is like if you're a brand that has an iconic logo, right? I know it, I know it undefeated means just by that logo. Mm-hmm. And then when I walk into the store, it, it delivers on what it set out to do. Mm-hmm. Right. The other one, um, you know, we brought up Eames Eames. That's the next level, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have such a style mm-hmm. and that style is so defined that you don't need a logo. But when it, when you see Eames, you know it, mm-hmm. you know, How, like House Industries, I think, has done a, a Disney-esque job of curating those styles and then bringing them together, tweaking them slightly and redefining it and pushing it back out. So it seems a little bit more you can use it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have those fonts on your desktop. Um, I think House is there's another one. You know, when I see that House logo for House Industries, um, those guys, they're drop the mic, you know, hide in the corner, just keep pushing out awesome shit on a daily basis. They feel classic. I mean, they they literally have worked with and are informing and are pushing out iconic designs for other people. Um, but yeah, they're, they're they've done stuff. Their United Seraphont is crazy. Mm-hmm. Is good. Their mark feels like it should be fifty years old. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know their hand drawn style. Uh, I love them. I I always think of House Industries now as like J.J. Abrams stuntman, you know, <laughs> where he has his style that he's pushing out, and he's out in front of it all the time. But every time you see it, if you're in the know, mm. you know that 
uh, House Industries basically built his style for him, mm-hmm. which I think is gorgeous. I mean, yeah. but but they're doing stuff at another level where they're working like Ford and they're actually working back with the Eames company, you know, and redistributing style and, and pushing out the palette. Yeah, they're the gasoline for these other brands. That's the way I feel about it. It's like that's a good way. The the other ones, I guess, the difference is that they're out front and they're consumer, whereas House is kind of like the designers, designers. Uh, mm-hmm. Check this. This is what I need to talk to you about. Okay. The new Star Wars logos are trash. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> what? This? Have you seen the Solo logo? the the stamp at the end of the solo a star wars tale do you know what i'm talking about yeah it's trash i don't like it well they're just using but see this is the difference right um have you okay do you know who stefan butcher is he's he's another guy using the star wars style from like a new hope all that stuff. Okay. It doesn't stand up though. It doesn't look good. So let's let's go with this real quick. One of the things I learned, uh, Stefan Butcher, who who does like Monster a Day, uh-huh. um, and he does a lot of other stuff, but he also does uh, typography. So we were involved in in a, a local TEDx, and he spoke, mm-hmm. and he's and some of the stuff he spoke about, I, I'll never forget. And one of the things was, you know, they were working on a, a movie, and someone calls him and says, "Can you?" can you pick a font for our movie mm-hmm. and how he, as this, you know, German designer um, was just offended by the, the notion of pick a font, you know, a font is a, is something you put in, you have to have a typography, mm-hmm. you know, the difference in mindset and, and the solo thing is pick a font, right? It doesn't, it doesn't say what it is, it you know, isn't- it looks like Zolo. <laughs> Zolo. It, it does. It is. It is. Pick a font where the answer to that was use the Star Wars font. Like it's not standalone. It's not smart on its own. It's not thought out. It was let's pour this into the existing pantheon or format of what a Star Wars um, logo looks like or a Star Wars word mark, and it doesn't work. It looks like trash to me. And to go farther. I don't the, the movie looks terrible <laughs> to me. I'm excited. See, they should I'm, I am on it. I see. I'm excited about that movie, you know, and, and I know I'm, I'm kind of lame with all that stuff, but the I'll tell you why I'm excited about it. You know, we talked about Black Panther a little bit, but the the have you watched um, Hail Caesar? Have you seen yeah, that movie? The, the Coen brothers did it. Okay, he's the guy that plays the cowboy in that movie, and I thought he was super good. Oh, is he like, the one that's that talking? Movie with is he the daughter. one that's like, I brought your, I brought your suitcase or your belt or whatever it is? Yeah, Canopy, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy, yeah. Oh, the one, the one that's really and good with the horse. He, he he's out there. Yeah, yeah. that I didn't like. Yeah, the so, Clooney movie. You did? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love that movie. Doesn't so, like episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always like, did Keith like it? Of course he did. He loved it. Um, no, when I saw that movie with my daughter, I go, I don't know who that is, but that guy's going to be probably, I think he's going to mm-hmm. be big. Right. Um, 
here's the thing. If if the solo story, you know, everybody wants to see the Haunt and Solo story. The the couple things I'm excited about it with is I like Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. I think the Ron Howard stuff he does is like right down front street, you know, right down the middle. Um, I th- I'm sure that this will be a classic-ish sar- uh, summer, like, let's go see this. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of mm-hmm. fun movie. But, and, you know, we're going into to nerd and, nerddom again. Um, the same way, like, I, I subscribe to the um, – Ebert approach to movies, right? Where he can give a a thumbs up or five star review to minions and people go, you can't do that. That's not on the same level as like the Godfather. He's like, no, no, no. For what it is, it's five star. So when I go to what this is, uh, what this is, is a star Wars tale, right? So this is going up against uh, rogue one. And it's within the pantheon of episode seven, episode eight, episode four. Like it, uh, this is no, this see, is I my problem. Here. Let me, like, I guess, let me, let me articulate okay. why I, what I don't like about it. Besides the logo, which is just a design thing. Hit, well, they could have done what, better. That's the truth. They, with they the could logo. have done, they could have done better. They, they, but um, for this to be called solo puts a lot of weight on this guy's shoulders uh which what is his name i'll look up his name in a second it puts a lot of weight on his shoulders and to watch that trailer there is no moment in that trailer that gives you any sort of charisma any sort of wink any sort of like action that makes you be like he's badass that's han solo i want to you know what i mean like Harrison Ford from frame one swaggers into that movie so tough and holds up his behavior and his smart assness and all of that stuff. And maybe we'll see where that came from in this. But from the frames and the Mm -hmm. audio that they show in the trailer, I got none of that from this guy. I got very little Chewie. I I got very little Lando. And I know it's a teaser trailer or it's a full trailer or whatever they call it these days. But it's like... There's so much that rides on his performance that I didn't see any of. Mm-hmm. It, and it made me say, like, if that's going to be your Han Solo, I don't want to see it. I mean, I will. Don't get me. I'm going to actually see it. But this is the first one. And I I carry the flag for being excited. You know, like I slept out for the prequels when I was young and and uh, I buy out full rows for episode seven, eight. You know, I come, I, I come and see movies with you when certain people buy out whole theaters. Like, like this is my shit. <laughs> I even hear you when you say, like, this is the first summertime Star Wars in a long time, right? All the other ones have been December releases in the last five years, which is right. fun. They're around your right. birthday. They're around Christmas. But, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it, it is interesting and will be fun to have a summertime one, right? But it's just like, mm-hmm. that's your trailer. It does not look compelling to me. Anyways, that's end of rant. Okay. That's why I'm not excited. No, no, no. That's a good rant. I'll give you the other, okay. I'll give you the other side of that. Here's my like why I am excited. Number one, uh, I like origin stories. I think that's really. Oh, you want me to talk about the movie first or the logo first? Because I can give you both. Let's talk about the movie. Go ahead. Okay. So the movie piece of it, I want to see how. Han Solo, a.k.a. Harrison Ford, 
became Harrison Ford slash Han Solo. You know, I want to see the development of that because, you know, what we get to see with Han Solo is that's his, um, you know, if we, if we make it follow the beats of Mm -hmm. Star Wars, right. We met some stupid kid from Kansas in, Mm -hmm. you know, episode Mm -hmm. four and he's a Mm -hmm. dork. And if we already saw, if we already knew who, uh, you know, Jedi Luke, when he shows up like black shirt, ready to destroy some shit, you know, that guy, if our first, if that's who we knew, and then all of a sudden they're showing us a uh, prequel with a farm boy nerd that the first thing he does is look down the barrel of a lightsaber when, you know, when Obi-Wan hands it to him, then yeah, of course, dude, I'm super disappointed. Right. Just like it, like a Vader, we knew who Vader was and they flopped it on episode, you know, one, two, and three, because that's a compelling story. I want to know how that guy became the baddest person in the universe. So in this story, the part that I like is number one, I believe I do like this actor and his name. Let's go back to it. Alden yeah. Enrich. Yeah. Right. There you go. I think he's going to do good because like the, the stuff I've seen him in has, has been, I've been impressed. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. The, the second part of it is if, if this kid is the river Phoenix, um, you know, already cool out of the womb, um, young uh um young indiana jones like where he starts off and he's already riding a horse and jumping and stuff like that that's where i like i don't i kind of don't want to see that like if this kid's already already uh always awesome then what's the point of him becoming it it didn't show us anything it has to be enticing it has to be enticing to some that's the other thing and it's it's this is the other thing. This is the thing that they were able to do with episode seven that was such a beautiful thing, in my opinion. It's a movie you waited literally 30 years to see, and they delivered on the promise. Mm-hmm. It was like you could only have those feelings if Star Wars already existed in you and and you had been waiting decades to see how this story was going to progress. And that's the world that right. they're dealing with. Like, I, I See, I disagree. I think that if they're making this Han Solo, the uh-huh. solo movie, right? Because we want to uh, visit the characters we already know. Then I think it's important to do some uh, world building, right? Because the Millennium Falcon we saw, and here's the takeaway I saw from the trailers that I can you know discuss. The Millennium Falcon we see now, it looks like you've been smoking in it for <laughs> yes. 30 years, uh-huh. right? And, and when they showed just the yeah. hallway, that Ooh. bent hallway of the Millennium Falcon brand is all new, baby. brand new. It looked white. like the inside of a Model X with that white leather that you're like, why would you ever get leather that white? But yeah, no, it looks it looks brand new. Like, I want to see the, the window sticker on that thing. Uh, uh, he's still paying off that card note. <laughs> that thing looked nice. Oh, totally. I totally agree. And I think if we have, you know, I don't, what I don't want Mm -hmm. anymore, Mm -hmm. truthfully, is I, I am tired of being given everything. Uh Uh-huh. I agree. And I understand that there's, there's a certain amount of, I want to be excited about it, 
Donald Donald Glover looks like a badass. It, I guarantee it was in his contract. When you show me, make me look mm-hmm. amazing, right? Because I think, truthfully, Lando is the guy that was yep. cool. Well, he was. I mean, that's Billy D. Williams. That, I mean, he's just cool on top of cool. That's I know. yeah. He leaves it room for anything I else think in in the, the Lando Hops. character, except that he's an asshole and he tells them out totally. But it's all very snake oil smooth. <laughs> Right. And the part I want to see is some young, dumb kid, juvenile delinquent, who is trying to become a uh, a pilot in the Empire because that's his only way out. Right. And something bad's going to happen to him that, you know, maybe he's a bad kid. Maybe he's this. Maybe he meets Donald Glover or Lando and becomes bad. Uh, but right? think about this. Or maybe think about maybe that. I don't know, but that's the other thing I like about it. I like that I don't know what it's going to be like yet. I can I know it's coming out. I'm I, super excited. I cannot know, know and, and still be teased. Like think back to uh, the Star Star Trek reboot that JJ did, right? And in the trailer, mm-hmm. they don't show you who Kirk is or any of this stuff, but they played fucking sabotage, and you saw him rolling in a red drop top what was it like a 1960s Corvette or something like stuff, Mm -hmm. crazy fast sports car and like skid to the edge of a cliff and not go over. And you're like, Oh, so there (laughs) being captain, but I want to go see that movie. And there's an edge that's displayed that is not displayed here. Like you're right. Oh, be a juvenile delinquent. He should do all this. And I don't know if he says he wants to be the best Empire pilot. He just says he wants to be the best pilot. Um, but I didn't see any of that edge. None of what makes uh, Solo Solo. I didn't see any of that in this. But it's all good. Uh, I look forward to seeing it with you. And I'm sure we'll have a big bucket of popcorn and some. <laughs> and it'll be great. So, I know. Did you see the little lake mm-hmm. I sent you? Second link. Look at that. One. See. see, see that I get. Yeah. Right. Like the old school, you know, the 1978, the painter, like every single other like Star Wars movie um, when they're, you know, the, they're holding the sword up and the uh, the ripoff that National Lampoon's vacation did to it. Right. But going back to de- design language. Right. Again, I'm going to see Solo. They picked a font. I think they crapped out on that. Not great. They could have done better. But I'm going to see that from uh, on a high rise on downtown L.A. When I'm driving the 405, it's going to be all blacked out. It's going to have yellow writing. And I'm going to know. I'm not even going to know what it is. I'm going to inherently. Yeah. yeah. Well, know it, it it's so this is the thing about design language, right? Um. You're absolutely right. It is wearing all of the things that let you know it's Star Wars. It's a 30 degree up and to the right logo inside a box that says it in a in a in a color yellow on a black field that you understand to know what it is. But if you if it had any attention to what it is on as itself, it just doesn't look good mm-hmm. in my opinion see i'll agree with you totally but i think that 
what we're ta- what we're also dealing with now and what we're talking about now is the uh, teaser. It's not a trailer. Sure? It's I a thought teaser, this was the trailer. Right? I thought this was trailer. Uh, no, 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 no. I think this is a teaser because a teaser. I, now tell me if I'm wrong. Go to <laughs> Wiki. But there's a difference between a teaser and a trailer. A trailer is building a story for you that they're telling you what's uh-huh. going to be happening. A teaser is when they just okay. tease you with images and people sure. that are in it to say, to give you awareness that it is So this is, is com- called, okay, to quote the Star Wars YouTube page, this is Solo, colon, a Star Wars story official teaser. So you're correct. This is just a teaser. See, there it is. There it is. I'm not, I'm yep. not teased. I'm provoked. <laughs> it makes me want to well, fight. <laughs> Well, go back to design language now, right? Um, I think the the thing that Star Wars did that made it mm-hmm. better than any other movie that I guess I had ever seen when I was a little kid was that um, there was implied history mm-hmm. to everything, right? Things were dirty. Yeah. The spaceships were dirty. Um, this lightsaber belonged to somebody before. I mean, everything had like, I, I showed up late to this and I haven't seen the other movies, but I'm really, it was, it was like a slice. It was, it was a long time ago, far, far away in a galaxy. Right. Which I think sets it up. It's also just the moment in time of that timeline, right? You don't come in to everything being born. You come in in progress and you just get this story. That's a slice. Okay. So we take that. The part I like about these quote unquote Star Wars stories now is that I don't think they have to follow the weight that an, when you say episode eight, nine, ten, whatever has to happen, those are the big anthology, uh, everybody coming back together to do something. But what I love about these Star Wars stories is in Rogue One, we got a, uh, Saving Private Ryan style movie where it was like battle scenes and it was kind of like a almost a bridge over mm-hmm. the river Kwai um, yeah. movie, right? Um, just like in, if you took go to Marvel now, Ant-Man is a heist mm-hmm. caper, right? Where we can now see all of these different styles of movies that are in uh, that universe, but they have a different kind of, uh, buddy mm-hmm. cop movie, you know, that kind of thing. And that's kind of what I think this solo movie is going to be. You know, when I look at all of that and I see Lando and I see Han and I see all the the, the things that they're doing, it's like, what are they going to wrap it in? And I so totally you think it's going to be like percent. Think, think it's going to be like lethal weapon. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like like 100 percent. Yes. Like that is actually the thing in my mind that I was like, it would probably be like this. And I think that's the style they're going to go because you're going to have one guy that's cool and one guy who's not. And then he's going to become cool and he's going to beat them at their own game and he's going to get the dice and he's going to win the Falcon. And so we already have like the stakes and we're like, how well, then so who's who do you, you think know? will end up being? Danny? Gonna uh, I mean, uh, who's going to end up being uh, who in that scenario? Because we have at least, you know, it's oh. you're going to have Lando who's going to be this featured third. And then you have all these other. Like who is Chewy? I guess that's the most interesting question because he's just kind of like the straight man. He doesn't say much. Ah, uh, you know, he's just there, right? 
Well, if I'm going to like fit uh-huh. the pieces in the box, um, I think uh, whoever um, uh-huh. Woody Harrelson's playing, you know, that's going to be like the mentor-ish guy. Either he's going to follow or rebel against. Um, Lando is going to be the guy that he finds and becomes buddies with and goes on capers yeah. with. Um, there's going to be a girl that is going to get away or something bad will happen to her because we all know, uh, who, you know, Hans, he loves, you know, goes right. to Leia eventually. So he, maybe he was married before. We don't know. Yeah. He kind of has, has to get burned. Just right? go so with then the, he can be like ladies, exactly. man, like I'll uh, never be burned again. Fall in love. Yeah. Right. And I, and I guarantee there's going to be some, there's going to be a line. I know, you know, the off the cuff, like killer line that he is going to mm. pick up from Lando, you know, like, like, uh, you know, I'll come back for you. And Lando's going to be like, something bad is happening. And he's going to look back yeah. and goes, I know, yeah. like, I know that, that kind uh. of mentality to it. So there is a bunch of like paint by numbers, but the part I, I guess I'm stoked about is there's yeah. a bunch of different genres you can play in. So we, we didn't talk about it. We talked about black Panther last time, right? Oh yeah. Let's you talk saw about it. it. Let's I saw talk it. Other Disney. Uh, what'd you, what'd you, other Disney. You know what? I went in with uh-huh. pretty high expectations. I think that if they, um, this is a weird way to put it. If there was no fighting in that movie, oh, it would have been a better movie. Because when they did fight and there was a car chase and there was rhinoceroses <laughs> yeah. with armor, I was like, oh, <laughs> crap, was, you know, so, nah. uh-huh. but the Shakespearean, uh, like, again, let's talk about these. We have these characters. We have these places. Let's wrap them in uh, genres or things we know that work. Right. Black Panther was absolutely a, uh, and I say it in the best way, Shakespearean mm. style. Father, you know, uh, a boy who would be king that couldn't protect his father. Father dies. Um, father wasn't right. the person all the way. wasn't the great right. saint he thought he was. Um, someone from the past resurfaces yeah. to yep. take the throne. Uh, fight, fight, fight. Uh, love interest, things happen. Yeah. Well, it was interesting to watch. Like, so I'll, I'll bring you in the the full experience. So, that's the most packed movie theater that I've been in in the last twenty years, probably. I think every single seat was sold out. Yep. Um, down here mm-hmm. uh, at the ArcLight, there was one specific theater that I saw. Literally, I think every screen was showing Black Panther, like every fifteen minutes on on the 15 minutes. Um, so that was just interesting from the sitting down and getting ready for it to start framework. I thought it was a good film. It was, it was multiple things to tell you the truth. I thought, uh, I thought that he did a good job playing black Panther, but that performance was probably the least impressive performance of the entire movie. Um. Yeah. No. Jordan. No. No. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, Jordan destroyed did, it. Did Michael great, B. Jordan but, destroyed. Um. But, but the, the, he was a better Chadwick Black Boseman Black character Panther. of Black Panther. Mm. He, he, it seemed like he had two jobs. One was to just uh be frustrated the entire film, 
and to exist in the space left by all the other characters. And I think he did a perfectly fine job. I think that's what that character is going through. I think he's literally going through not a midlife crisis, but some other conscious of uh, crisis of conscience where he's lost his father. When he says, I'm not ready, I think he literally means it. It's not that he's not ready. It's that he's not prepared to actually do the things that he needs to do. Like he has all the knowledge and all this other stuff, but he's not decisive. And when he is decisive, he can't actually execute on what he decides to do. And so it's really interesting to watch that. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about all these strong female characters that are around him. Um, he literally exists, it sounds, in in the negative space left by all these other characters. He's, he's propelled along through this uh, <laughs> while not actually moving forward. He's pushed forward. So it was, it was interesting to watch in just the, the yin and yang. I think you're absolutely right. We're getting into like our storytelling right. thing. The yin and yang between him and Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger, he absolutely is self-propelling himself. He is decisive. He is decisive. Exactly he is right. effective. Um, and, and he's in the vacuum of not having anyone around him. You know, his father was taken away from him when he's eight years old on this basketball court and he goes upstairs and his father's dead and he has to discover who he is and all of these other things. So it's, it's just interesting from a storytelling standpoint, like how you can make something that good and how, you know, Chadwick Boseman, uh, the man who plays every famous black person in the last 10 years, you know, how, Robinson and Thurgood Marshall <laughs> and now the Black Panther like his acting that he's asked to do here is actually uh very interesting like that he just kind of has to be and he has to simmer but he's not actually that good at anything even though he has a very loving mother and a very loving sister and these protectorate of uh women warriors and even the other people who come around him uh, to support him, he just kind of is. So I don't know. It's a, I, I want to see it again. It's also an interesting thing to watch. Like you have this um, X-Men. Can I stop you one second? One, hmm. one second. Just one thought. When you were bringing that up and I did not, I did not approach it from that way, like visually. But let's let's talk about mm-hmm. the Black Panther now, right? We know we know him as every time we've seen him anywhere else in any of the uh, Avenger movies, he is much more quote unquote killmonger. He he is finding the person who killed his father and will not be stopped, right? And that's Have the role seen he that had before? before. I thought we only saw him. Which, we yeah. only see him. I thought he. I think it's in Civil is his War. dad already dead. I thought his dad dies at the end of that. No, his dad dies like right in the beginning and they play and then they say oh, right. Bucky and did it. And then he's and on, so the he's rest of the movie uh-huh. is him being the right. The I remember there's like the car scene to and he's like find jumping off of cars because he likes to jump off of cars and he's being all acrobatic and all that stuff. Yeah, I need to go back and watch it now. So is this like a Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift style where this happens actually before that happens <laughs> to um, use a, a movie metaphor. I think I don't. No, no, I don't. Yeah, know. I need to. I, I need to know. get the timeline right. But here, let's let's go back to that. Let's mm-hmm. go back to that character then. 
you know, there's a certain amount of, um, I like the fact that he is not a lean, lean forward character. He's a lean back. And what I mean by that is, um, if you throw the script of, you know, Michael B. Jordan, like you're Killmonger, this is who you are and what you did. He's like, dude, I know how to play that. Oh, easy. You know, where you're talking about all the powerful women around him. I think it's a much more identifiable character, like being the Black Panther. I just lost my dad. I am now king of this thing. Um, everybody's telling me what to do, including my best friend, who we don't even talk about. Um, all the people around me are here to not only support me, but they are here for the throne. And I am just happen. I just happen to be the guy sitting in the throne now. And I mm-hmm. don't really know what to do. I want to do the right thing because I looked up to my dad and he just, it seemed like he knew exactly what to do at every turn. Right. And now I, maybe I don't know. So from a, a perspective of like, you know, me being a 41 year old man who still like wakes up and goes, do, mm-hmm. do I know who I am? I don't yeah. know. I, I'm trying. Well, um, it- where other people, you know, have a, of a clear direction on what they do in their life and where they go and point me right. at it. And I will go. Do yeah. It. It's a, it's a very nuanced kind of place um, to be. Right. That's a like, much more- and it's an interesting place to put a hero where he actually, he's not just Superman who knows exactly what he wants to do and save the day uh, or Batman who he's, he's very much more like he knows, he knows, but he doesn't feel, you his can heart pour yourself feel it. Like it. he doesn't want to necessarily be in that position yet. And he's um, he's also kind of shell shocked by what's going on around him. So yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting, vulnerable place to see it. Uh, that perspective. But if you're if you're going through puberty, I think a lot of people can see this movie and go, mm-hmm. "I know what it feels like to be him." Maybe, yeah. But but the, maybe that's the the beauty of the. Um, you know, the Romeo and Juliet story or a lot of I go back to the, a lot of Shakespearean stuff with this movie because I think it had a lot of those elements because the whole point is to to see yourself as the hero. Right. People liked Star Wars because they could see themselves as Luke and um, and then like a cool Han Solo comes in. It's like, oh, I got to hang out with Han Solo. He's cool. Right. Versus no one really says, Oh, I'm Han Solo in this situation. Like if you're going to play him, yeah, it's great to play him, but I really dug it. Oh, by the way. So you were bringing up, you know, we were talking about it. So record, like you were calling it $218 million holiday block, uh, you know, holiday weekend and three, $371 million. Yeah. uh, Worldwide. It's an interesting movie. I'm going to have to see it some more. I mean, a couple other things like that, that, were interesting to me is they set up this dynamic between uh, Black Panther and other Black Panther, <laughs> Chadwick and, and Michael B, where you have them like what? sort of. Were you bummed no. when he died? No, Spoiler I was. Alert, you know, I wasn't. See, but, I was. but but let me get into it. It's like it it, it uh, Magneto, um. Kind of situation yeah, where you have the radicalized one and you have the one that's more not necessarily non-violent but passive and uh more pre- doesn't want to go out and wage war like a, a malcolm and martin not quite situation but one that's much more raw and willing to be uh aggressive 
and it's well, yeah, diplomacy versus action. Yes, but yeah, but but it's it's interesting to watch that, but also knowing where this comes from. So, do you know much about Ryan Coogler, the director? So, so yeah, I I love yeah. So uh, Creed, Creed that he did Fruitvale awesome. Station, which was the one about the young man who was murdered uh, in Oakland at the BART station by the cop who pulled his what he thought was his taser, but shot the guy with a gun. And and so it's, you know, he's in Oakland. I think he's from Oakland. He's from there, um, comes from the indie world, did Creed. So it's interesting to watch how he treats these characters and everything we've just said, knowing that like Michael B. Jordan, is, I don't know if he's his muse, but he's done these kind of transformative career building things with him, you know, and Michael to uh, play in Fahrenheit 451 on HBO, I think. So they're making a series starring him. But it was interesting because he gave him these lines that were they cut to the bone. They're so, you know, it's social commentary, you can tell. He's like, I'd rather die. My people are the ones who jump from the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that was it, heavy. I'll be interested to see how this movie plays because there's a level of um there's a level of truth to certain things uh what I'll call I guess I'll just call it black truth for lack of a better term that I will be interested to see how they play across. I mean everybody's going to enjoy it, you know. Disney released this in Black History Month. I don't think that's a mistake. There was such huge rollout across media and marketing and advertising and PR for it. And it did do these crazy numbers, but those elements like mm-hmm. uh, white characters in the cast, maybe two, what do you have? We have uh, claw and then we have the CIA cat, um, you know, and- but, well, or as you, as I like to thought, I was thinking through it bad yeah, guy. Yeah. So business. you have Martin Freeman uh, and you have claw Andy Serkis, who, you know, all of them. yeah, they both did a great job, you know, and then you have a majority black cast. You have this really kind of interesting thing that that I think comes from the perspective like, oh, this is five different tribes. You know, it's not treating it like, oh, Africa is all one thing, even within the the theoretical place of Wakanda. Like it was just I I really applaud the way they handled all that stuff. Like it was it was great. To watch I it again, like it was, well. um, but yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like there's some cut to the bone lines that Michael Jordan drops. There's some like the way they treated the music, like the 808 drum was a featured component to the soundtrack. There's something that looks ex- not exactly, Agreed. but there's a there's a shot that's like straight hype Williams music video where. Michael B. Jordan is approaching mm-hmm. the throne. It starts with an upside down camera shot and it does this 180 turn mm-hmm. as he's walking. I thought of you when he was doing that, by the way. I'm like, my, oh, I know who's those were my pixels. pixels. I was like, that, and it's just like, it's a music video. Man, you nailed it. And it's just like this slow turn with the throne room around him. He's got a black long sweat no shirt just a gold chain on <laughs> totally he gave <laughs> michael jordan these moments 
in the movie that I think people want and don't get other places to play. It was a really interesting, like, like well, they got to kill they him. got to kill him, but but I mean, like, even even I don't I don't mean that in a negative way. What I mean is he got to get there was a there was a moment in that movie when they could when they said we are going to uh dr- we are going uh-huh. to say a lot of truth in in a in a part of this movie and uh you're not going to know who well, to Well this for is this is what I think the psychology of that is too. That's, there's some pieces of this good. that I thought you know Kugler was like I'm going to get this off. This is not a chance that I get often and I'm going to show you I'm going to show you a black man who may have all the trappings of whatever. Uh call it a rapper or an entertainer or a celebrity or just a regular dude. But like the way that he presents himself in the first scene where you see him in the, uh, in the museum, you know, this is funny. I live, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I live this in, in partially, but there's like, there's this moment where it's like, he looks a certain way and you see how she approaches him. And, but then he starts talking and he's still kind of on his, he's feeling himself, but he's kind of like, yeah, where's this from? Yeah, where's this from? Yeah, where's this from? You know? Who did, who did uh-huh. before, before you finish this, what did you think? I I created a whole um, uh-huh. uh, backstory in my head of what I thought I was. Uh-huh. And what did you think at. you were looking at? Uh, like, well, when I saw the security guards mm-hmm. there, right? The white guy here um i thought oh. they were there with him because he was a Somebody. important uh uh-huh. person like uh a style <laughs> influencer um rapper he's got, he's I, you know, that I kind know. of you know outsized I mean? presentation i mean you can tell it's it's yes. funny right and like it's literally comes down to cloth but you can tell it's expensive you can look at him and know like he's presenting himself in this way, but this is, that's not just a t-shirt. And it even, it comes up later as well, but, but like the presentation of him and, and it's funny cause I saw exactly what was going on. And I, I see the moment in his mind, like, and that's why I'm saying like Ryan Coogler had some pieces where he's like, I can get this off. And cause he talks to her and he's like, nah, that's not it. This is from blah, blah, blah. It's from Wakanda. That's this, that, and the other. And he's schooling her and she's like, what? You know, that's the surprise moment. But it's an interesting thing to understand what that is to walk into a place and have people assume who you are. And then there's this moment. It's either the way you talk or what you're asking about or what it is. And their mind switches. And it's like, oh, you're not one of those blacks. You're one of those blacks. And it's, it's not something everybody can see. There's probably not, there's not a difference, but there's a difference in the way you're treated and you're seen and all this other stuff. So there's, it's interesting to see him get that off. And he's like, yeah, you know, they've been watching me since I came in, but you're not even watching what you put in your cup. And, and he clowns her kind of like, fuck you on your way out as you die before all the other stuff goes on. But, uh, so there's like that moment there's, it's, it's just really interesting to see how that's presented, how he's this um, elite, whatever he is, war dog, assassin, soldier, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but he still lives within this confines of how he's perceived and what he can, what he does within the world. So it's, it's, it was just really interesting to see him get that off, to see him, uh, be able to paint his boys in the hood montage of them playing basketball at the beginning, playing too short. The thing about like other stuff that kind of caught to me, which was like, you know, when, when they started playing too short, (laughs) this is okay. And you know about ghost riding, ghost ride the whip, all that's, you know, yeah. Black Panthers yeah, yeah, ghost yeah. riding the whip, you know, like for, for lack of a better term, like they <laughs> literally have it the way it's, it's so funny how it's so Oakland and how those things get inserted. And I have to imagine it was just, uh, it was fun for him to, to put some of those things in and to really color it in an authentic way and make what is for lack of a better term, a black movie. That's also a Marvel movie. That's also a Disney movie without compromising any of those pieces. That being said, they lost me at uh, rhinoceroses. That, that was the only piece I didn't like. The rhinoceros with the, uh, mm-hmm. with the what did they have, armor? Like that, the, why that felt cheesy yeah. to me. Everything else I was on it felt. Because oh, you straight up know why they put that in there because they're, they're going to yeah. sell a billion of those. Little kids are going to be like, the toy you get the that. get out dude with sitting on top of his uh, rhinoceros. <laughs> you can't even, you yeah. can't even laugh. I don't, it's, that. It, it did. It felt to me the, like the same moment in star Wars episode seven, that was unnecessary when they take the millennium Falcon and the guy goes, that's my ship. Like it, it, it felt cheesy in a way that was unnecessary. And I didn't think, for the way that that fight scene went down, it, it it just wasn't necessary to have a bunch of CG rhinos ride in. So. Oh, I totally agree. But again, ready? This movie is for kids. Yeah. Well, aren't that's, they all? That, I mean, that's what they're making it for. Well, yeah. You don't, and, we, you don't, and we get to, you don't get 300 we get to million them. or whatever it is from just kids. But it is to enroll. All of these movies serve to enroll the next generation into picking up the financial burden of continuing to make these and make them profitable. That's true. Uh, but, but I don't know. I like, I, I was on board with all of it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'll, I'll have to see it again though, just for some of the nuance and some of the social stuff. I think I need to digest it probably at least one more time, but I'm a fan. Okay. So going back to a little bit, cause I listened to our little podcast that we said we'd never put out, but I put out today. Um, mm-hmm. from last week, and you know what? Like, where mm-hmm. you're talking about the dog whistle, right? Here's what I here's the good part of the dog whistle. Then there were parts of that that hit you in a meaningful way that mm-hmm. glanced off of me. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think I think that there's again there's going back to there's going to be a kid who is sitting in there that goes, I know that guy. I you know I've just like everybody else. And I'm not saying it's a black kid. I'm not saying it's a white kid or any other color, but someone is going to identify with that character differently than they identify with any of the other characters in that universe. Mm -hmm. Like my son, my son is not a Tony Stark fan. He's, he wasn't really a uh, Thor fan. He likes Mm -hmm. uh, star Lord and he likes Thor. Is he blonde hair? Is my son blonde hair, blue eyed? No, well, he's blonde hair, brown eyed kid, right? But you know why he likes both of them? Is he likes their wit. 
You know what I mean? He likes Thor now, where Thor is probably one of the least relatable characters there is. But in the most recent one they put in, he was awesome because he was like cracking jokes and he was just being, you know, fun. And my son looked at him and goes, I, I, I know who that is. I like uh-huh. that guy. I want to be that. And guy. to go back to what you were saying earlier, the, the last I'm Thor sure the- movie was an Ocean's Eleven type slapstick movie like it had that level of comedy where it's just kind of oceans oceans or that brad pitt um george clooney banter back and forth that that you look at it and you're like oh yeah these guys know each other (laughs) yeah totally and and they've been around that was the first time that i saw um you know the the loki thor brother piece of it felt like real brothers where giving each other shit and he going, uh, let's do the help me. Thing. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. He's Mom, like, no, it's great. It. It's fun. And he just, I don't, but that was total a hundred percent big brother, little brother, me and my brother, uh, yeah. like that vibe to it. Right. Where the other ones were like, yeah, I guess you guys are related, but in this one, these guys have spent what? Yeah. 12 years together now. Yeah. That they know each other. And being able to, it's like, you know, Heather and I were watching ice dancing the other night on, you know, I watch it mostly just to see the uh, welcome to the hunger games guys <laughs> on it. But, um, <laughs> um, but when those people are doing it, I go, how do you get that good at it? And my wife goes, they've been doing that since they were kids and they've been, and then it came up where these people have been doing this skating together yeah. for 22 years. And I go, yeah, okay. Now I get it. Now I get it. You know, one of these times we're going to have to talk about like other movies because <laughs> we are. This is the stuff that's coming out. All hey, we're man, talking about is nerds. nerd stuff. I love it. So nerds. this ended up being the one about logos and movies, I guess. But uh, that was good. Oh, I want to do. a Listen, hey, one of the let's put it on for next time. I I want to talk right. to you about design. I think you're. I think you have impeccable taste and you are a builder. You make things. I mean, when we hung out in L.A., we we both walked through a uh, uh, a furniture store and said, "No, <laughs> I like that. No, but this is what I change. <laughs> this is what I wish yeah, my man. room was like." I mean, that's shout out room and board. Not normal. Every time I walk through, I want to empty my house and just take their <laughs> furniture home. So that's what's up. And I just want to drink all the drinks at. Uh, well, let's do it again. Father's soon. office. I'll come see you next week. <laughs> but all right, you have a good okay, day, man. Later. Okay. Later. Bye.